he is. Come on, how great is our God in this house. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We worship you. Come on. Come on all across this building. Let's love him. Let's love him. Hallelujah. The heavens and the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, let's give him praise all across this building. Come on, let's worship him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The Bible declares that the, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The Bible declares that heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. And then when they're building the temple, and Solomon proclaimed, he said, the heaven and heavens can't even contain you. How much less is this house that I have built it for you? And, and yet the Bible says that God will dwell in us. And that he will inhabit the praises of his people. He's greater than anything. He's infinite. Amen. You can't number him. Amen. You, you can't figure out how vast and how great and how big he is. And yet God chooses to dwell among you and I as we worship and as we praise, I think we ought to do that for a few more moments. What about you? Amen. If God, the heavens can't even contain him, and yet he says, I'll inhabit the very praises of my people. That if my people, which are called by my name, will pray, if they'll worship, I'll come down and I'll meet with them. Come on, somebody worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, we're more than just a building on Winnie Lane. We're people that are inhabited by the presence of God. Hallelujah, let's worship him. Let's give him praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time. Amen, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students to their classes. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, God bless our kids. And God bless our teachers. If you have your Bibles, let's turn open to the book of Exodus chapter 23. And beginning in verse number 27. Amen. It's felt like encouraging somebody today that when you worship God, it makes a difference. Amen. You're not just somebody coming to a building, but you are... You are letting God inhabit you. Amen. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 27. It's good to see Brother Gabriel back in the house of the Lord with us today. Amen. We love you. In Jesus' name. Exodus chapter 23 and verse number 27. The Bible says, I will send my fear before thee and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. And I will make thy enemies turn back, turn their backs unto thee. In other words, they're going to run away. And I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hevite, the Canaanite, the Hittite from before thee. I want you to notice this, though. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year. Well, God, you're supposed to be my defender. 
you're supposed to be the Lord, my banner, my victory. He says, but I will not drive them out before you in one year. Lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field multiply against you. By little and little. Everybody say that, little and little. As we would say in our, our modern English, little by little. Little by little. I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. And I will set thy bounds from the Red Sea even unto the Sea of the Philistines and from the desert unto the river, for I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand and thou shalt drive them out from before thee. And he did promise that they would drive out the inhabitants of the land. But he told them, I will not do this in one year. But I'll do this little by little. And I want to I talk to us for a few moments on this subject. Progress is victory. Progress is victory. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray. Come on, let's pray for some progress in the house of the Lord. Come on, let's pray for some progress in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, because progress is victory in this house. Hallelujah. Come on, it may not be in one year, but little by little, there will be victory. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift up your voice and pray. Pray for your family. It, it may not be in a moment's time, but little by little, God's giving you victory and God's making you and I victorious. Hallelujah. God, we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them progress is victory and you may be seated. Amen. Progress is victory. Not everything that God does is immediate. Yes, there are things that are immediate with God, but they are the exception and not the rule. I, I, I want to say this because I don't want people to misinterpret me. I do believe in the immediacy of God's power. I do believe God has the power for things to be immediate. Amen. I've seen it done as many of us have seen it done. I have been a recipient, as many here today have been a recipient of the immediate power of God. Most of us can testify of times where God turned everything around and you don't even know how he found the time to do it. It happened immediately amen god amen turned things around so quick and so fast that it confounded the doctors amen that god turned things around so quick and so fast it confounded your haters that god turned things around so quick and so fast that everybody was boggled and confused amen amen god even left you a little confused because you didn't even know there was enough time in the day i i want you to understand that god has got the power to do things immediately somebody ought to give God praise amen I have the faith today to tell you and to preach to you that whatever you came in with today that God can in fact take care of it immediately 
I have enough faith that one altar call is all you need for God to completely deliver you. That all it takes is one prayer meeting at times for God to set you completely free and turn the tables on your adversary. I do believe there's enough power from God in this building to do it and to do it immediately. Somebody believe that with me. You ought to give God praise. No, I do believe God's power can be immediate. And God is not limited in his power. Amen. He is still, amen, able to affect and able to change things in an immediate, amen, in an immediate time frame. When considering the immediate, we often go directly to the miracles that Jesus performed. And sometimes it's difficult when you look at your present circumstance and you're reading through the New Testament and you see things happen immediately. Amen. In fact, as you read through the New Testament, you'll find that blinded eyes were often opened immediately, that deaf ears were opened immediately, that even the dead were raised to life again immediately as Jesus showed up. Amen. That devils were cast out. Amen. And it didn't take six years. It didn't take six weeks. And it certainly didn't take a treaties. Amen. All it took was a few words from Jesus and demons had to flee. Amen. It doesn't take long for the man that was at the gate, amen, to be lifted up. The Bible says his ankle bones receive strength uh, immediately. There is immediate power in the gospel, amen. The, it doesn't take God 20 years to forgive you of sins. The moment that you and I repent of our sins, uh, we're baptized in Jesus' name, and God fills us with the Holy Ghost, uh, amen. I want you to know you've entered the kingdom. You don't have to wait in line. You can go straight in immediately. Amen. You can go into the kingdom immediately. There's some things that are, in fact, immediate. We do see that God has the power to do things immediately. We have faith for the immediate. I preached it last week. Now faith. Amen. That we have faith in the now. We have faith in the immediate. Yet when we look through the Bible, it seems as if even God does things in the incremental. And we've got to find a way to reconcile our faith in the immediate and God's pattern of the incremental. Amen. We see that God created the heavens and the earth in six days, and he even took a day off to take a nap. But you think about God's power. The Bible says that there was nothing but darkness. It was void. It was incomplete. And God said, let there be light and immediately. Uh, amen. There was no sun. There was no moon. There were no stars. Nothing for light to emit from. And at the speed of light, God had the entire universe obey him. And immediately it came to pass. But God didn't create everything immediately. He did it in stages. He did it in a progression. And it's always boggled me to think about the fact that God, who can speak things into existence, the Bible says that by faith, amen, through the word of God, we know that the worlds were framed by the word of God, that we know that God's word was powerful enough to create everything that you and I see and hear, amen. We have faith that God has the ability and the power to do it immediately. And I've always wondered, why did God take six days? And why didn't God do it, amen, all with just 
just one word. God's so powerful, he didn't even have to speak a word. Amen. All he had to do was think of it, the logos, the logic of God. And everything that was chaotic became harder because all it takes is even a thought of God and everything that we see comes to pass. Amen. That's why I have faith when people come to church that just one word from God is all they need and it puts everything back together. Because I've got faith that there's power in God's word. But God took six, six days and it doesn't make sense to me until I realized that God is giving us a pattern. That things that God is working on and working in, he often works in incremental ways. He has the power to do it all at once. But God himself, even before sin and the fall of man, even before it all, at the very foundation of the world, he wanted you and I to know that even God works in progression, that even God works in the incremental. And yet you and I sometimes get frustrated because it doesn't happen all at once. But God himself, amen, allowed a little bit of patience for things to work day by day. There was, there was nothing but a, a little bit of light one day, and then there was nothing but a little bit of dry land the next day and there was nothing but a little bit of seeds in the ground but God was willing to be patient and wait amen for the progress to happen amen we see God do this again God delivered Israel after 10 plagues and yet you find it through the Bible that God hardened Pharaoh's heart amen God could have just had one plague that was bad enough that everybody in Egypt said get them out of here but I do believe God's got enough power to make things so bad for some for the devil that he can get everybody free in one moment's time. Amen. That he just wants the Bible says that God said you're not gonna he's not gonna let you go by a mighty hand, but when God's almighty hand gets involved, then things are gonna change. But he took ten plagues, and when they came to the Red Sea, you'd think that it was like, amen, the Ten Commandments. I think it was Charlton Heston where he stood over the Red Sea, put his rod out, and boom, the water went back. That's how we all imagine the Red Sea parting. But you read the Bible in the book of Exodus, uh, and the Bible says that, that God sent forth a wind, uh, and that wind started pushing back the water. And the Bible says it wasn't immediate. Uh, it was incremental. And God pushed that water back through. The Bible says he pushed it back through the night. Uh, can I preach to somebody for a moment uh, that you're living through God's incremental deliverance, uh, and you're wondering why it hasn't happened all at once? Uh, I want to tell you, even God can work through the darkness. Even God can work through the night. Amen. God doesn't take days off. The Bible says he never slumbers nor sleeps. The Bible declares that God works through the night. When you and I are afraid, when we don't know what's going to happen, when we don't know where there's going to be a way, the Bible says God's making a way. He's making a way where there seems to be no way. He's parting waters. Well, I don't see it happening happening. Uh, you didn't recognize that particle of water that just flew out when the wind came by. I don't really see it happening because I still see muddy ground, but you just wait long enough. Uh, and in the incremental, can I preach to somebody that in the incremental, uh, there's a progress happening. Uh, there's a progress and in that progress, uh, there's deliverance. And in that progress, uh, there's victory. And in that progress, uh, even when you don't see it, he's working. Uh, even when you don't feel it, can I preach? He's 
working. Uh, even when you don't know what God's doing, uh, amen, in the middle of your darkest hour, uh, he's still shaking prison cells open. Even when you're locked up in shackles and in chains, uh, he's still working. It may not be in the immediate, uh, but incremental, little by little. I came to preach uh, on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, little by little is enough with God. Somebody clap your hands and shout with a voice of triumph. Come on, somebody give God praise. There are people, it is dark where you are living, and you don't see God working, but through the night, God's working. Through the dark times, God's working. Through the difficult situation, God's working. He's pushing it back. He's pushing the waters back, and the Bible says that it pushed it back through the night. And when the time was ready, amen, the morning, amen, weeping may endure for a night. But joy is coming in the morning. How does joy show up in the morning? Because God's working through the night. Hallelujah. He's working knock shift. Hallelujah. He's up all night. He's working while you and I are trying to get some sleep. Amen. He's working when you and I are not certain what's going to happen and what's going to work out. Amen. When it's all dark and we can't see, amen, even, even a foot ahead of us, God is working things out. Amen. The Bible says he works all things together for our good. Amen. God works in the incremental. Our text declares that he promised Israel that they would have victory over all their enemies. But this victory was not a destination. This victory was a journey. Everybody say journey. Victory is a journey. Amen. And inside of the incremental, there is victory. And inside of the progress you are making, there is victory. The Bible says that he would drive out the enemy little by little. Amen. He did not want them to show up into the promised land and everything to be taken care of all at once. Amen. He wanted to leave some enemies in the land for a few reasons. Number one, he wanted to leave the enemies in the land because Israel was going to be inhabiting that land. They were going to have houses that they did not build, fields that they did not plant and they did not harvest, amen. They were going to reap and get all the benefits from it, but he knew that as Israel was in its current state, they were too small to possess the entire land. Amen, I want you to know God is smarter than we are. He's, he's a great strategist. He's got it all figured out. You and I might think we need to help God out once in a while, but I want you to know he's got everything under control. He knows exactly what he's doing. His time frames are perfect. Hallelujah. His time frames are perfect. Can I help somebody today that has yet to believe that God's time frames are perfect? Amen. Somebody said it this way. He's an on-time God. He may not show up when you want him, but he'll always show up just in time. He might show up four days late. Lazarus is already dead. But when he shows up, it's in the perfect time for you and I to see the resurrection, for you and I to see a miracle we never thought possible. God knows how to show up in the nick of time. Amen. God who's outside of time can show up at any time and make it a good time. Mm, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody needs to get with the preaching today. Amen. There's something that's happening in this building. Uh, there's people that's faith is rising up uh, that you don't know what God's doing. Uh, I want you to know God knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, and if you'll put your trust in Jesus, uh, amen, he'll make it a way where there was no way. Uh, he'll show up just in time. He has a perfect plan. Amen. 
Imagine for a moment if Israel inhabited the land. He said, if you inhabit the land too quickly, he said, that the weeds are going to overtake the field. And the wild beasts are going to have time to multiply before you ever get to the fields, before you ever get to the harvest, before you ever get to anything that I promised for you, the land that's flowing with milk and with honey and grapes that take two people to carry, before you can ever in- ingest those things and inhabit those things. Uh, amen. The wild beasts of the field will take them out because you were not yet ready. Uh, and so God uh, has set up his deliverance in such a way for his people that it's going to be a little by little deliverance. There's going to be victory, and it's going to take progress. It's going to take progression. You're going to have to move from A to B to C to D to E. I know you want to get all the way to the end. You want to get all the way to Z, but God's not going to skip any steps with you and I because what he's doing is he's making sure we're ready for everything that he promised to us, and his way is perfect. God wants to make sure they're able to inhabit it. Amen. That things don't overtake. But there's a second reason. God is not going to give them absolute peace where everything's taken care of because he knows that when people have nothing but peace, they start to turn to other gods. Some people wonder why they keep they keep finding themselves in trouble once in a while. Amen. Because God knows that when I leave you unstirred, enemies start rising up. Amen. When when you don't have anything to fight for, you start fighting one another. Amen. When when you don't have anything to pr- pray about or pray for, you don't pray. Amen. God understands. Amen. He's a lot smarter than you and I. And so God always leaves a little something there uh, that you and I have to pray about. He leaves a little something there that you and I got to fast about. He leaves a little something there that you and I got to fight for. You and I got a war for because God's not trying to get a bunch of people, amen, out of Egypt to become a bunch of retirees. Amen. What he wants them to do is to remember that you are warriors in my army. I the Bible says, Paul telling Timothy, that we are soldiers in God's army. Amen. And I want you to know, you can't be unenlisted from this army. Amen. You can't be honorably or dishonorably discharged from this army. Amen. Once you're a soldier, you're always a soldier. There is no retirement. Amen. He wants everybody to fight, everybody to war, and he's going to give you and I something to fight for, something for you and I to war for, so not only you and I can learn to fight, but so the next generation can learn to fight. Not only so you and I can learn to pray, but so the next generation learns to pray. It didn't happen immediately for a reason. It was on purpose because there's victory in your progress, and as you take one step forward after another, There's victory in your progress. Somebody ought to shout and give God praise today. Come on. Come on. You make progress, you're in victory. If you're making progress, you're walking in victory. If you're putting one foot in front of another, you're in victory. Amen. Some people think of victory as a destination. Amen. They think of it like this. They think, when is victory coming? I want to help you here today. Be the bearer of good news. Victory is not coming. Because victory is not a destination. Victory is a journey. If you keep walking, you're going to keep the victory. 
People that think victory is a destination, they get victorious on a Sunday, and they stop praying Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they find themselves back in a lion's den. They find themselves back in the enemy's camp. But you got to understand that victory is not a destination. Victory is a progress. It's victory is a journey. You and I are walking in victory. What are you doing on a Monday? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm making progress. I'm walking in victory. I'm taking what I heard on Sunday, and I'm walking it out on Monday, and I got my sword on my hip, and I'm ready to do battle on a Tuesday afternoon. Amen. I'm ready to pray on a Wednesday afternoon. I'm ready to worship on a Thursday night when nobody else is around. I'll tell you why. Because I'm making progress, and in my progress, it may not be immediate. It's incremental, but there's victory. The Hebites are leaving. The Perizzites are leaving. God's given me deliverance, and it's not going to be in an immediate, but it's as I keep praying. It's as I keep preaching. It's as I keep walking. It's as I keep worshiping. It's as I continue to come to the house of the Lord. It's as I keep going to the altar. There is victory in your progress. Somebody shout and give God praise. Let me just talk to somebody for a moment. We need to start celebrating the progress. We need to start celebrating the incremental. Amen. They say this, that football is not win. It's not one, one throw at a time. It's one an inch at a time. Amen. It's one a yard at a time. It's, it's not always in the Hail Marys where they throw it and make it to the end zone. It's not always in that person that's just spectacular at throwing and that person that's wonderful at catching. But it's that one that pushes through the opposition and gets one yard at a time. Amen. I want to tell you, we got to start celebrating the progress. Amen. You got to start celebrating the progress that God is helping you make in your own life. You got to start celebrating the progress that God is helping other people make in their life. Amen. I want to help you here today that when you walk and you make progress inch by inch, amen, mile by mile, step by step, you are walking in victory. God is giving you the land, God is giving you deliverance, God is helping you walk in your purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, I got to tell myself this on a, on a weekly basis. I know what God's called me to do. I know what God's called me for. He didn't call me to just have us for and no more. Amen. We ain't sitting at a thousand yet, but I'll tell you what, one soul at a time. Amen. One family at a time. What are we doing? We're making progress. They may not be all the way in the kingdom yet, but one Bible study at a time, one prayer meeting at a time, the Holy Ghost will be speaking to them. You know what we're having? victory because we're making progress. We have victory because we're making progress. Somebody ought to shout and give God praise. It's time to start celebrating the progress you're making. Well, preacher, you just don't know. I'm unhealthy. All right, let's talk about it in the natural. I'm unhealthy. Yeah, your health is not where it needs to be, but at least you started working on your health and your eating habits. Hallelujah. Maybe you haven't. Maybe that's your New Year's resolution. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Well, I, I, you know, I'm sick all the time, and I, I, I need God to heal me, and I need deliverance, and I need God to do this great miraculous healing. I believe God can do it. Amen. But maybe you got to cut the junk out of your out of your pantry, and you're going to have to hit the gym once in a while, and you're going to have to get on the treadmill. I, I know that doesn't seem as glamorous, but I'll tell you what it is. It's progress, and when you have progress, you have victory. Can I preach to somebody? Yeah, you're right. Your marriage is not perfect. Yeah, you fight just like everybody else. But at least you're working on your communication. And now you're not screaming as much as you used to. But now you're working on one by one. Let's discuss this. Let's sit down and let's talk it over. Yeah, you may not be out of debt yet. But you're working on paying it down. You're working extra hours so that you can take it down. Amen. Lower than it's ever been. You might have gotten tripped up by sin. And you want want to give up and you want to quit but I got good news you're making progress you didn't backslide like last time you didn't quit like last time you didn't stop trying you got back up you repented you made the decision I'm gonna pray like I never prayed before I just messed up and I'm gonna go deeper in God than I ever was you made the decision rejoice not against me oh my enemy for when I fall I made the decision I'll still make progress I won't fall and stay down. I'll fall forward. I'll fall into the hands of God. I'll fall into the altar. I'll have victory in my progress. Somebody shout. Come on. Somebody shout and give God praise all across this building. You can't just fall. you got to fall forward. Make progress. You might have made a mistake, but make progress. You might not be where you want to be, but make progress. Somebody shout and give God praise. Come on, let's lift up our hands and let's pray. Come on, let's pray all across the building. There's some people you haven't celebrated how far you've come in a while. It's time to celebrate today. It's time to celebrate today. I know you're not holding every promise that God has given to you yet, but you can keep saying, God, I'm making progress. I'm better than I was last year. I'm better than I was this last week. Amen. I'm making progress. Oh, somebody pray all across this building. I got a lot we can preach, but somebody needs to pray. Come on, are you making progress today? Come on, have you made progress this week? How about this year? Have you made progress? We only got a couple weeks left in the year, and maybe you're saying, well, Pastor, I've not made any progress. You still got about three weeks left to make a decision today. I'm going to be further along than I was when I started. Oh, somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Man, we got to celebrate people's progress. But we've got to celebrate your progress. Some people wonder this. When am I going to stop struggling? I got some more good news for you. Never, if God will help you. Hallelujah. I got some shouts a minute ago, but I ain't got nothing right now. When am I going to stop struggling? Never, if God's on your side. Because God loves you too much to let you be stagnant. When am I ever going to have enough? Never. You'll never have enough because uh, God will never let you get to the place uh, where you can tear down your barns, uh, build bigger, uh, and sit back in retirement. Uh, God wants you to keep moving forward. Uh, God wants you to keep making progress. Uh, if you're Abraham, uh, keep making progress. Uh, over 100 years old, keep making progress. Uh, if you're Moses, uh, climb up the mountain uh, at 120 years old and make progress. 
Amen. When am I going to stop struggling, preacher? Never. Never, if God loves you, you'll never stop struggling. Amen. Because it is the trying of our faith that is much more precious than gold or silver that perishes. Amen. But it is perfecting. And when you go through the perfecting process, amen, I want to tell you, the Bible says that a perfect man, the end of his way is peace. I want to tell you, the people that are wondering when's peace coming, it's when you let God perfect you and you get to the other side and peace will... Wednesdays, a peace going to come. I want to tell you, when you get a mindset to fight and a war for what matters, I tell you, there's no peace in apathy. There's nothing but war and chaos. But when you make the decision, I'm making progress today, the devil's going to fight you, but God's going to fight with you. You're going to war. You're going to fight. But you got something worth fighting for. You're going to war and you're going to fight. But there's going to be victory as you fight. There's going to be glory as you fight. Your greatest days are not behind you. The greatest days are ahead of you. As long as you're making progress. As long as you're getting better. As long as... Oh, somebody needs to make progress today. Somebody needs to determine to themselves, me and Jesus, we're going forward. Me and Jesus, we're going to get stronger. Me and Jesus, we're going deeper in our prayer life. Me and Jesus, we're going deeper in our consecration. Me and Somebody ought to shout. Let's stand across the building. Come on, let's lift up our hands and let's magnify the Lord. Come on, I know you don't have everything you want, but are you making progress? Are you working for it? Are you praying for it? Are you fasting for it? Are you dreaming for it? Come on, are you making progress? Somebody ought to pray. Come on, let's shout. Let's give God glory. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody pray. Come on. Come on, I know your marriage may not be where you want it to be, but are you making progress? Have you, have you decided to call it quits? Or have you decided we're going to get better than we've ever been? We're going we're gonna to try a little harder. We're going to work on our, come on, whatever it might be. You, can be. you can fill in the blank with what you're struggling with. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your health. But God, with your help, I'm going to fight off. With your help, I'm going to win. With your help, I'm going to be victorious little by little. Man, you know, I know some people that they want God to step in and do everything. But I want you to know God won't do everything. He really won't. Because that's not fair to you and I. Hallelujah. God allows you and I to struggle. God allows you and I to fight. But the beautiful thing is the scriptures even declare God doesn't make us do it alone. He said, as long as you're willing to fight, as long as you're willing to make progress, the Bible says, I'll send hornets before you. He said, if I did it all at once, the very beast that I'm going to use to run everybody else out would run you out. Hallelujah. Thank God. He doesn't answer our prayer requests as quick as we want. There's some prayer requests might destroy some people. You know, if you, if you just got a million dollars, you know, they've done studies. People that win the lottery, they lose it. Because it, you, you know, money doesn't fix people. Money reveals people. Money is, money is not moral. It's amoral. It doesn't have, it's not good or bad. Amen. What people do with it is good or bad. Amen. If what you're doing with $100 is not good, that's exactly what you're going to do. Multiply when you get a million. Hallelujah. 
You know, th- th- this is why, this, well, I'm off on some tangents, but this is why it's not always good to hand out money. Because there's some people, the only reason they're still alive is because they don't have the money to buy the drugs they want. Hallelujah. And if they had the money, they would be immediately ODing. Amen. I want to tell you, sometimes uh, having a withholding and not having what you want is actually a blessing in your life. And if everything just showed up and it flowed into your life all at once, uh, there's some of us that don't have the character to handle everything that God would give to us. The Bible says, I'm off on a tangent, but let's do it. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord come, and they add no sorrow with it. Uh, Amen. I want to tell you that money with sorrow is not a blessing, and a house with sorrow is not a blessing, and and, and people that gather together but only bicker and fight, that's not a blessing. Uh, What you need is you need God to show up in the right moment, in the right time, when you have the foundation ready, and God, when you see fit uh, to bless me with what I've been praying for, then God lay it on me, but not one moment too soon, uh, because I don't want to lose everything I've got. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody lift up your hands. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Somebody pray. Come on, let's pray. God knows exactly what he's doing. I'm not going to bless you with all that at once. You wouldn't know how to handle it, but I'll give you little by little. I'll give you a little raise to see what you do with it. I'll give you a little promotion to see what you do with it. I'll give you a little bit of time to see what you do with it. I'll just give you a little bit and see if you can make progress with the little that I give. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. The Bible says Naaman dipped in the river seven times. Naaman was frustrated that he even had to dip in that river. And nothing happened the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time. Nothing he could see. But God said, we're going to work on your obedience and your submission real quick to see if you can handle the healing I want to give you. See, there's some people that if God healed you, you'd never come back to church. If you finally got blessed, I've seen it happen. Amen. Does anybody got a testimony? Anybody know about this? They finally get the job they prayed for, and you never see them again. I, I've helped people get into some vehicles, and then all of a sudden I never see them again. I've helped people get, amen, a job, and then I never see them again. I, I'm the one that put the reference down. I've seen it happen. I've been a part of it. But if it happens little by little, it's like going to the gym. If I drop... 225 on some of you, you'd die. But if I just do a little at a time, you'd build up the strength necessary. That's exactly what God does with us. He builds up our strength so we are able to withstand and able to handle his blessing. (laughs) Naaman dips six times. Nothing happening. But God says, I'm doing something in your heart right now. Your obedience is getting better. Your submission to God is getting stronger. Amen. And then Naaman finally dips the seventh time, and he looks. And Amen. I want to tell you how quickly did Naaman get healed? Did he get healed on on, on just one dip? No. He got healed all seven dips. He just didn't see it until the seventh. There are people, you, you're wondering, when's victory going to show up? The question is not, when's victory going to show up? Are you making progress towards victory? Because progress is victory. That if you put one foot in front of another and say, God spoke it to me, and I'll obey him today, and I'll obey him tomorrow, I may not get there when 
might think I should, but I'll get there right in time. I'll show up right in the moment when God ordained it before I was ever born, before I was ever formed in the womb. I know God's got it on the other side, and I'm going to start walking towards it. Somebody lift up your hands. I'm done preaching. Come on. Somebody needs to determine in your heart, I'm making progress today. I'm going to determine. I'm going to make a step forward in faith. I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to do more. Amen. I'm just going to step in faith and make progress in this area of my life because I believe God wants to bless me in it. Come on, somebody pray. Somebody pray all across this building. Progress is victory. Come on, have you been beating yourself up because you are you haven't reached this magical destination yet? I want to tell you, are you making progress? You ought to thank God. He's allowing you to win victories little by little. He's giving you grace little by little. He's giving you help little by little. He's working in your in your favor as long as you're making progress. Somebody lift up your hands. Let's pray. Come on, let's pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, one move at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time, one prayer meeting at a time. I'm making progress, Jesus. It may not look like it to everybody else, but I'm making progress. God, nobody else would notice, but I'm making progress. Amen. It may not seem like a whole lot, but I'm making progress. Amen. I, I come week after week, and, and it may not be a whole lot to everybody else, but I'm making progress, God. And I've got promises that you've made to me that I'm going to inhabit the land. And God, I'm going to take another step forward today. I want to open up this altar today. I want to open up this altar for everybody. Would you come and say, God, help me to make some progress. Maybe it's progress with your kids. Maybe it's progress in your marriage. Maybe it's progress in your finances. Maybe it's progress in your health. Maybe it's progress in your walk with God and your prayer life and your Bible study time. Maybe it's progress in your ministry. Maybe it's progress Amen. as God has called you to do certain things. I want you to come to the front and say, God, help me to move forward. Help me to make progress today. I want to make, I want a mindset shift that says, God, I'm not going to get disappointed or discouraged because I haven't got it all yet. I'm going to make one step today and one step tomorrow. And if you give me strength, I'll make another step the next day and the next day and the next day. And I'll get there one day. I may not get there today, but I'll get there someday because progress is victory. Somebody pray. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here. God sees your progress. He's going before you. He's fighting your battles before you. Every step you take, Abraham, he said, I'm giving you the land. Every battle you fight, Israel, he says, I'm fighting with you. I'm fighting for you. Somebody pray. Come on. Come on, make the decision. I'm moving forward. It may not seem like much to everybody else, but I'm moving forward. I'm moving beyond the bitterness today. One step at a time. I'm moving past Amen. my old self, my old nature. I'm moving beyond my past one step at a time. Moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you. My past is over in you. All things are made new. Surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you. My past is over in you. All things are made new. 
Sweet.